I'll come back. 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 Oh god, do you do you hear that running with the furnace above my head? Alright, hold on, I'll mute myself while you're starting up. I thought he was gonna say, do you hear that propel the helicopter propeller running around my head? What if I jumped? All of a sudden we just hear randomly and that's nothing else. Noises. Notices Battle of Bulge. Ooh, what's this? What's that? And I'm holy, holy uncalled. Yes. But also. Ho, 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 holly jolly time, y'all. Yeah, that was weak. I could have done a better one. Ugh. Maybe I just need more oomph in my voice, like I need to inject some sort of baritone, like, ho, 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 happy holly jolly mass, y'all. Or you need to do, like, uh, black dynamite. Hose, hose, and more hose. <laughs> I should. I should have done that. <sighs> and now they should be able to hear me much better. Much better. Cool. So, now then. Uh, uh, we have some very basic interview questions for you, Patrick Cord, but for everyone who's just tuning in for the very first time, hello and welcome. We've been running for about three, three and a half years in the fandom, and we have all sorts of different casts that we've done with people from ranging from wonderful community guests to uh, actual voice actors and actresses from the show. Be sure to check us out on places like iTunes, Google Play Music, etc., etc., for more information. We're also on YouTube, and we're streaming live on Twitch right now. Well, no. Ian asks, asking all sorts of degenerate yeah, questions that you guys question. would love to ask. Uh, Flam, what sort uh, of questions Flam, are we going to ask our question. guests? The sort of questions we will not ask our guests include religion-based questions, political-based questions, and ultra-personal questions such as where do you live? What's your social security number? Can I sniff your neck behind you right now? Those types of questions. Thank you, you filthy asshole. You're now, welcome. Uh, Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> um, but yeah. without further ado, Patrick Cord, we're going to start you off super, start super you. easy with some very basic interview questions. Uh, Patrick Cord, who are you and what do you do in the fandom? I am a horse words writer, and I primarily do horse words. I've sent them out to a few different places, including page. Uh, I got in the Royal Kennel Out Library once and basically died out of a combination of uh, embarrassment and relief and every other emotion running through my head all at once. Mm. I also got into EQD a couple of times with basically the same effect. And getting into the bar cast is sort of having a similar 
here. Also, Jinglemas. Jinglemas is a thing. So. Yes, that's correct. You've been, uh, you, well, and I together have kind of ran Jingle Moss since 2017. Yeah. So it's it's a really wonderful event. If you guys need more information about that, we'll be talking about it more throughout the cast. So I'll be very excited about that. And in fact, if you want to join Jingle Moss, today's the last, last day, day for last. submissions and enrollments. So yes. we will tell you so. more information about how you can participate there as well. So get excited. Get excited. Uh, what? Do you, uh, how did you get into My Little Pony, Patrick Gordon? Um, basically, freakish luck from somebody I don't want to experience freakish luck from ever again. Ooh. So, imagine it's 2010, and I'm going to college, Babu's freshman year, um, which is big and bold and scary and nervous and revolutionary, because now I can do all these things that my parents would never have let me gotten away with. I can go on the computer. I can surf the internet. Oh my god, I could go onto one of those RP chat boards. Those things are supposed to be scandalous. So, I wound up on one for um, Pokemon for about a year. Uh, the basic concepts of its RPG-style trappings were fine, but the admin was a complete shitter, and all her uh, major subordinates were also a complete shitters, uh, collectively. But one of them had the good graces to actually get excited one day and started talking about Dragon Shy and posting clips of it. And I was like, huh, okay, the animation is uh, better than I was expecting. The character models don't terrify me. And then she dared me to, like, watch one episode. And I was like, well, okay, I will check out this. And then I checked it out and I was like, whoa, okay. Um, let's start from the beginning. And I checked out a couple more episodes and basically every single week ever since. Slow down a little bit. I have slowed down a little bit during the past few seasons, mostly because of weird nerve reasons, but I have seen all but two episodes throughout the entire series, and I absolutely do not regret almost all of the episodes that I have watched. It's been amazing fun times, and I doubt that I'd ever be able to get the same feeling elsewhere. The way that you say that, you actually regret having seen a few episodes. What what episodes um, do you I regret seeing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone regrets seeing Married Away. Like, just straight up. Uh, like, one of these days, I will run into a person who likes the episode, but currently, the major consensus I have heard of isn't even, I don't like this. It is, I would like to forget this or pretend that it never happened. Um, to be fair, it's not actually my least favorite. There's one that I regret more, and that is, let's do this, but worse. Um, so, yeah, uh, 28 Pranks Later is a thing I would desperately, desperately love to forget. Oh, and it kind of sucks. I really do like Rainbow <laughs> Like, I conceptually, I theoretically, in theory, I like Rainbow Dash. Just like, conceptually and theoretically, I like Pinkie Pie. But when some of the official episodes make me really not like them, it makes it sort of hard, question mark. But, oh, but, but here's the thing, like... Having been on Horse Writing Words' site for long enough, I have read a fair amount of Horse Writing Words and talked to a lot of people who have done horse writing characters, right? And I have seen the potential that these characters have. I've seen them get used in so many different stories. And so for basically all of them, I'm like, wow, you are such a good character here. I just wish that in official capacity, you were as good as you are on your unofficial footage. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And that, that's really awesome. I think awesome. there's even a lot of room to elaborate there with things like, well, maybe you even think that 
writers on you know horse websites, horse Website. words could perhaps even write better than even the showrunners. But naturally, I'm going to segue into the other other guys' questions that asks, "How tightly does your dick fit in a roll of toilet paper?" Um. <laughs> See, invert that. Like, get the paper on the inside, and I'd be happier. But currently, that seems like a question that could only result in either disappointment or chafing. <laughs> All right. It would be, it would be the only time you'd like chafing. Would, yeah, would you prefer? I, I would, would be proud of chafing. That's that's true. But would you would you prefer single? Comfortable. Would you prefer single or two ply? Um. Can we get quad ply? Can we get like? Can we just take exponential values of two and turn them into ply? I know this is the same principle that happened like miniaturization. There's that one law created by that one really awesome person. The fact that I can't name names shows how science illiterate I am. Um, but basically, you should be able to get double the power out of half the size every x amount of years or so. I really think that technology More needs to be applied to toilet paper, like. It's more as well. Do with the Pegasus. You use clouds. Okay. Computing power doubles every X amount of years. Like I believe is what you're referring to. And yes. it's year and it's year 2019. Who uses single ply toilet paper? Enigma. Poor people. Oh, well, that was the I joke. <laughs> that would explain why I'm currently running on half. Bruh, that point just use your hands and wipe and wash them afterwards. <laughs> That's unsanitary. Why would I use my hands anything when I can make trees do it for me? Like we went we went out of the Stone Age for a reason. We have all this lovely tree abuse technology. We might as well use it. Are you saying are you saying instead of one ply toilet paper you go outside and rub your ass on a tree? Yeah, pretty much. Enjoy I, the I see uh, nothing morally wrong with this, I think. No, there's not. Are, there's not. Yeah, trees are the eco, and I don't doubt that there are some trees that are really into that sort of kinky stuff. So that's being friendly to them. Right, really, but I just, just like, I just wouldn't want that freaking um, tree AIDS rash on my on my booty hole after wiping with a leaf or some shit. I don't know, man. You don't gotta be careful with trees, those trees. Flamin. Some trees, believe it or not, are un. They haven't been washed in a while. Gotta watch out when for the, that. When the trees speak shit, sure. <laughs> well, uh, now we'll have to remember when, when you think pentacord, think uh, you know, half the size, or double the strength. Oh, oh, okay. That that see that works as long as nobody thinks about the peener. And I just am gonna have to hope that nobody thinks about the peener, and I've instantly jinxed myself. Dang it, pentacord twenty nineteen. Nobody thinks about the peener. <laughs> Okay. Notices your lack of inappropriate conversational topic. Oh, whoa, what's this? <laughs> Number. Did, did, did you just say oh, whoa? Yes. Oh, whoa. Is it not pronounced oh, This whoa? question is becoming quite feature length. Oh. oh. That's Moore's Law at work right there. Speaking of length, <laughs> segues are hard. What? <laughs> What is your favorite part of the fandom? Would it be the online community, fanfiction, cons, music? What what keeps you here? The online community makes all the others. The online community is where um, friends are made. The online community is where ideas are shared and discussed. 
saying the online community is the best part is like saying that electricity is the best part of the internet. Or like saying that oxygen is the best part of being able to breathe. I'm not being dismissive, I'm just saying that you guys, all of you guys, are awesome. Even the ones who aren't awesome are awesome, and I am so immensely thankful that this exists and I get to be a part of it. It's fantastic. Aww. You hear that, Rob? Even though you're not awesome, you're awesome. Yeah! Are you kidding? Rob is, like, double awesome. He's, I, I'd actually go so far as to say five awesome. See, Aww. Rob's like the gateway drug into into the fandom. He he he, you know, sits around after school and offers you offers you a little my little dashy, and then two weeks later you decide, oh, you know what? I'll I'll give some Fallout Equestria a try, and then you're an addict and your life's ruined. Yeah, yeah, you're- it's it, it's sad how perfectly healthy people go from taking one little do one my little dose, and then a month later my little dope my little dope. Yep. My little dopey! They're reading about hardcore post-apocalyptic mental breakdowns and trauma. You know, you're making me picture this scenario where, where, like, one of us is a father here, and we find underneath our son's mattress, like, a little My Little Pony doll, and you confront your son, it's like, where did you, where did you, where did you, why would you even do this, son? I learned it from watching you, Dad! (laughs) I was gonna say a docky under the bed, but okay. (laughs) Oh, a docky works better, actually. Okay. Requiem for a dashy. Oh, oh god, god, that sounds like a horrific shit. Oh. I was like, that would no, probably keep. Requiem for, would... requiem for a docky. <laughs> oh requiem. no! No, Rob, please write requiem for a dashy. <laughs> this, this please is gonna, write this. This is gonna be you our started, new collab. You 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 brought so many people likely into the fandom with my little dashi. It's only fitting that you force them out by reading something so <laughs> terrible regarding as a continuation of my little dashi that they're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh my god. Okay, guys, quit stroking me off. Get back to Petricord. Okay, speaking Wait. of stroking off, uh, Ooh. segues are hard. Number four. Um, yes, the, the final episode of the show, or at least of Generation 4, has been released. The The show is over. Um, and obviously we as a fandom have a lot of questions swirling around our mind. Uh, in your opinion, Petricord, where do we as a community go from here? Um, We get out of the cart and push. I think that was the general sentiment of like, 85% of people going into BronyCon, and then it just got galvanized at every different event or whatever. I identified the galvanization with that one thing that went on at that one restaurant where Shakespeare please got drunk and made a huge inspiring speech slash promise about like never getting off of the friendship car and even if it stops getting out and pushing or whatever. He phrased it a lot more, or at least a lot louder than I'm doing it right now. But case in point, um, I think that pretty much confirmed any feelings that I might have that the show might not be dying. Because the show really isn't dying. It exists in everyone who publishes fan art, anyone who writes fan words, anyone who makes fan music. Uh, And the silly thing is, there's so much original canon, there are so many original canon characters, and there are so many original plots, that things really aren't dying. It's just executive control is crowdsourced out to a third party that is admittedly not getting paid for it, but they're clearly doing it for the love, so so it's working out. Awesome. Pay me, Hasbro. 
Great yeah. words. And last but not least, of course, Jesus Christ, Rob. <laughs> what? Who is best pony? I had a oh pee. Okay. You peed on stream? Oh, what is wrong with you? Oh, he was peeing with the stream. Oh my god! Well, I guess you either pee with the stream or you pee at the stream. You know, it's like laughing, except you eject it from your pee hole. That's a, that was like a that was like a big chungus moment right there. Yeah, I don't please dying. Okay, I, if please I'm sorry, don't. But I can't go. <laughs> you're allowed to be dying, but please don't actually die. The world already had a famous celebrity who died while on the toilet, and we really don't need a repeat of the Elvis incident. Fun, it fun just fact. Gets after a while. That's how I want to go. <laughs> fun fact: as he was going to the toilet, his wife told him, "Don't fall asleep on the toilet again." His last words were, "I won't." <laughs> oh my God. Heartbreak and Taylor, baby. Was that? Was I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I learn things every day. Actually, there's a type of. Um, oh my gosh, pencil would, would correct me, but it's this um, disorder, uh, a psychosympathy, uh, that when you shit too hard, you pass out. Pass out. So you have to have someone with you, you at all times to make sure that you don't fall off the toilet and crack your head open when you take a good boop. I remember that disease from Scrubs. That, uh, I'm sure it's I, th I thought you were going to say Psycho Salad, which was the song mashup between the Wiggles' uh, Fruit Salad and Slipknot Psychosocial, and I was, gonna, I was getting really confused. So I would watch this. It, it exists. Uh, it exists. We need to get actually. the rails back on track on this, and I'm not helping. <laughs> Patrick Horn, who is best pony? Oh, oh, damn it! I keep wanting to answer this question on ponies. It's a problem. Uh, in terms of characters that I like, uh, for reasons that aren't they're adorable and heartwarming, then it's going to be Discord, who I have gone on half-hour-long rants about why I think he's a good character. Um, but if you want me to answer just on the basis of cute and i have no rational reason for liking them but i do anyway it's uh silver stream because she's fucking pinkie pie the upgrade pinkie pie 2.0 pinkie pie yes uh, it's been wonderful she's like, the stair master she's uh, the elect she's electric boogaloo <laughs> she is oh i i just got the stair master comment yeah yeah she is did, did you see that that chip that they made between her and Sombra because they both love stairs? I have not, but clearly I need to see this because it. Your fetishes are getting really specific, Silverstream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of fetishes, we're gonna go out to the thread now, and we're we're getting okay. started with Shakespeare, please, because of course we are. <laughs> yeah. His first question I'm is. I'm still pushing Shakespeare, please. You're still pushing Shakespeare, please? Uh, well, I mean, I'm pushing comma, not pushing uh, no comma. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He asks Is Twilight finally going to let Shiny Smash in the sequel of Twilight Let Me Smash? Oh my god. That takes me back. Okay. So, how many of you remember when? Let me smash let the me meme. Smash. Let, let me oh. smash. Oh, oh my god. Hey girl, I got you blue. 
He doesn't. She doesn't want yellow. Let me smash. No. Let me smash. That's perfect. Fuck no. you, Ben. Ben is a hoe. No, Ron. <laughs> Go find Becky. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I that that meme existed. I thought it was disproportionately hilarious because I find some memes disproportionately hilarious. I went and wrote that dumbass fic, and I believe Sheiks actually has the greatest possible response to it. Um, let me see if I can dig it out here. Uh, fruit basket, why can I not find it? While you're digging. Me. Yeah, I know, no, it, it was roughly a quote. I came here for the ship. My reaction to this, and then just the expression... Of the greatest amount of disappointment that could be had by any one living or unliving being ever. It was impressive. It was beautiful. Like, I'm never going to see disappointment that good ever again in my entire life. <laughs> so, cl clearly there needs to be a sequel in which the Smash does happen. And when I say clearly, I mean so long as it happens in canon. In meme canon, not in show canon. So it's probably still not going to happen anyway, but... But yeah, Shakes, if you want me to write more stuff about, um... Oh, the clicking noise, sorry. That's going to be uh, my laptop. Um, I'm not at my normal setup because I'm visiting my family, for any of you guys out there who didn't hear me talking about it earlier. So I'm on my laptop at my parents' place, hopefully with no interfering noise and with an internet connection that's stable. But it does mean that in order to see different things, I have to actually use my uh, the trackpad because this doesn't come with any USB slots, ergo I cannot use a USB mouse. Yeah, that's, it's... It's the restrictions of how we run this podcast, you know, over the internet and stuff like this. That. Cod, this podcast, the podcast. My little fishy, my little fish. Oh, blah 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 blah. blah. We got it. Yeah. Well, speaking now we got of, a good feel. Speaking of hooking more listeners, a we're gonna go to our striker JK5 up next. Uh, what's your favorite non-MLP franchise? Wow. Okay. Uh, in terms of being a fan as part of a fandom, nothing even comes close to this, really. Like, at all. I, I think MLP is my one big fandom because it's had that much of an effect on my life. I'm not sure anything else could measure up. But if you're just talking about favorite in terms of liking it on general principles, and this is something that relates to more than one thing, uh, I don't really have a good answer for that either, because most of the things self-contained entities are stuff that I haven't really been able to get in touch with uh, recently. Like, case in point, I used to really love Persona, um, and I played 3 and 4 and was in love with both back in college when my roommate had a PS2 and copies of the games. And now I'm out of college and I don't have any and a console, so I haven't replayed them, and I haven't played five. I'm not sure I can count myself as a fan anymore, but but it was good for what it's worth. I'm starting to get into JoJo to try and make up for that, because stands are basically the same thing, and also all of the memes are just flat out better. But that's a development. That's not an actual thing so far. Right, of course. And I'm sure if Milk were I'm here, sure. he would be striking poses with striking. you. It'd be great. Oh my gosh, sometimes I, like, turn on the Pillar Man 
and then I go take a shower, and I just practice posing for five minutes. And it's the most epic shower ever. You know, you're making me think of making a Tinder profile where all the pictures are me, me just me doing JoJo poses. Please do this. Please do oh, this. No. It probably I, work. I will, so, I will. So what do you sing when you're doing your JoJo poses in the shower, Rich? You can't sing. That would ruin the effect. Like, that would imply that you're music. And the only person with a voice that excellent is Jotaro himself. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's Joseph speaking English. That's that's the greatest thing ever. That could override the fucking, you know. So who wants to be my stand for the for the Tinder pictures? Oh God, no! Clearly, Rob needs to be the stand. Yes, Rob needs to be my stand. Dash. What am I? You're my stand. You're... Yeah. What's a stand? Okay. Uh... You're not familiar with the anime. Um, it, it's a brightly colored dude with ridiculous stuff strapped to him that normally does some weird stuff but could also just punch the shit out of other things. And it's awesome you because... You could have just said it's obscure anime reference. I'd said okay. Okay, yeah. So do I you thought you were talking about the Tinder thing. I thought you were talking about the t there's a thing in Tinder because I don't know Tinder either. No, I mean, that's what we're saying is that um, it's in order to rep his dating cred on a dating site... We're going to have to paint you in a whole lot of colors and have you strike a whole lot of poses and maybe punch the shit out of things. Hopefully that's not a problem. You're going to need to be in a Rainbow Dash costume, too. My little Rainbow Dash. Great. A. I know if I saw... I mean, if it, helps get a, if it helps get Enigma laid, then I mean, I guess I can try. Your stand name will be Pink Floyd. Oh, no. Well, I'm going to swipe left on this combo, and we're going to move to the next question. <sighs> have you have you done any fan content for a non-MLP franchise? Oh, okay, that relates back to my first question. I tried running a game of D&D 3.5 based on Persona, mostly because I tried running a bunch of different D&D games in high school for friends who were interested. didn't really work out, but closest I ever came to, I think, making content. Actually, My Little Pony was what can start making fan content in the first place. It made me feel like this was something I was capable of writing and actually putting out there and showing to people that weren't just my close friends. Um, it's been a rocky road on that front. <laughs> Obviously, the first couple of things that I wrote good at all, to the point where I kind of regret having written them, but you know, you gotta be first at some point in time. Otherwise, yeah. you aren't gonna go anywhere at all. Yeah, I mean, like, if you if you don't try, then you're never gonna get better. I yeah. Think. MLP made me try. I, other things might make me try in the future, but that would probably be dependent on MLP making me not want to try anymore. And the show's ended, and I still want to try, so it might never happen. And if it doesn't, I guess I'm happy with just doing horse content for the rest of my life. It's worked out for me so far. It's been awesome so far. So no complaints there. And then fast forward to your son finding your clop, uh, your, the clop you've written underneath his mattress. My son? I'm more worried about the rest of my family. Time better in my house right now. Hopefully not. They're actually eavesdropping, but just in case they are. My God. I, I remember... Like so, I I'm, I released a book at BronyCon like this year with, of like stories, 
And I can still remember when my mother bought the fucking book. And I went home, I went home for, like, dinner one week. And then here she is just with the book. And I didn't even <laughs> fucking know. And, I, and I'm just looking at this. And then I look at her. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and, and she goes, oh, yeah, you're a very talented writer. I like reading these. I'm like, fucking, re- what? <laughs> So, this guy with so now, now I just have read. I just have this image in my mind. Let's say like Bronyism is like the next like big Star Trek thing, like Trekkies and shit like that. So you you go on in life, you have a kid, whatever, and you're out, and then like fucking three years later, you like your your son who's like son. thirteen or whatever, 13. like. Get some package in the mail, and you go, "Oh, you know, I'm oh, an evil parent, evil parent." And you open their package, and it's your fucking book with all your clop in it. And <laughs> oh, see, it's, it's mean, funny you talk about your mother. Priest is actually, in fact, my mother right now is reading one of Admiral Biscuit's shirt or one of his uh, stories, The Haunting. I think that's a good one. So I, I hope they enjoy it. Your mother I love it. it. Look at this. Yeah, sorry, you first. Look at these people with supportive parents. Everyone laugh and point at them. <laughs> oh, I, oh, no, I, I said she's laugh. reading Admiral's book, not my book. Oh, hell no. I can only imagine. Dude, I, I would read your book, and I'm clearly the oldest person on parent. I mean, all my family, given that I'm the one with the least forward acting job, and I've amount of money and the most amount of self-esteem issues but clearly i'm still the coolest because i can appreciate horse content damn right you're the coolest that that's why i'm trying to go ahead sorry you you go ahead no i was gonna move to the next question so go ahead oh okay okay we're gonna do that then uh are you petrified being here petricord i am Truly in a state of petrification. I am having a blast here, and I am still low-key petrified. I don't stop being scared, generally speaking. It just comes and goes at various levels. So I'm desperately hoping that I don't put my foot in my mouth, or haven't put my foot in my mouth and not realized it. Um, But currently, I'm just trying to focus solely on the part of me that's having fun, and trying to ignore everything that isn't. I'm convinced that denial is a perfectly happy and healthy and reasonable response to dealing with the troubles of life. I think that's totally fair. And speaking of totally fair denial and just paying attention to having fun, Wanderer D's up next. Yay! Oh boy. Who also tell, says to Rob, "Hey, I'll tell you all. I'll tell your mom all about your magnum opus." Oh, oh! Wow. Magnum opus, more like my magnum dong. Oh my god. Oh, drop my my extra large condom for my magnum dog. <laughs> Is Wanderer D really talking to something consider my magnum? Is that really going to be a thing? Are you really doing that to me, Wandy? Are you? He might, but I doubt it. Okay. But number one. But number one. Uh, Wanderer D says, hey, hey, how many hands does it take to traumatize a werewolf? Oh, boy. Uh, these are going to be fun questions. The question isn't how many, it's where. Um, Wanderer D and I are in a 
this game with a few other people. Teal, Deer, World of Darkness, horror setting, lots of weird horror happens. Uh, also, I we run characters that are based on the cartoon pastel horse franchise or other franchises. Um, so, long story short, if any of you hate Quibble Pants, try to imagine like him being flooded with hands, disembodied hands from the inside out as they are trying to tear him into itty bitty bits. Uh, which, for some of you, is probably body horror at its finest, and for others, it's probably totally justified. Um, and if you like Quibble Pants but want to understand the sensation, then there might be certain other people uh, in the barcast who have very strong feelings about Spike. So try to imagine that. Truth. Yeah. Right now, Pencil is, like, shivering because she feels the disturbance of the Force. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said something about Spike. Oh my god. I still have not read that. Pencil. That's just the meanest fucking thing. What, what was it called? Spike is a toilet or something? Oh no. No. Don't. Don't. I still need to read that story. That's just one of the one. Spike, like, I destroy fix. Oh. Uh. Is that a genre that Pencil started, or is it one that she supports? I'm pretty sure, like, like I, I think Barcast had a Make Spike Suffer contest at one point. Yes, we did. Oh and, my god, that's And beautiful. so we just flooded fanfiction with Make Spike, like, have a bad day stories. And so are just, you... like, out of comedy. So are you going to posthumously add that Spike is a toilet fic to that tag and showcase it as a shining example of, like, how to shit on Spike? Probably. Oh. We should probably just make a group make a group called Make Spike Suffer the Group and just I, have uh, everyone add, like, Make Spike Suffer stories. <laughs> I'm sure it will be very popular. I'm sure that... Totally calm and collected. With oh, no fights sad. whatsoever. I'm sure that's totally fair. I think we even, one time, we had, I think we had Jake the Army guy on, and he he was sitting there just like, you know, I really like Spike, and I, I feel like I need to say this, because I saw that some group on Fim Fiction's running this Make Spike Suffer contest, and really pissed me off, and we're sitting here just <laughs> laughing silently, trying to be like, oh my god, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was one of like the the best moments on cast ever. Oh my god! God bless Jake. He's such a good person. He's a great guy. Jake's a hoe. <laughs> Number two from Wanderer D for you, uh, Dragon Tits. Okay, so that's what I thought he was gonna. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. I should have seen this coming. I should have expected. Wandy leans in with interest. <sighs> so, what's your take on Dragon Tits? Okay, the 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 only story and background that me don't uh, is a micro beer from a microbrewery called New Holland. Said beer is called Dragon's Milk. It's absurdly tasty. We've both tried it. Uh, I can't remember if he dared me to make a crack fic or if I was just feeling particularly silly. Um, so I wrote a porn one-shot, and it got pretty popular. I remember uh, that. 
and then he nagged me into doing a sequel, so I wrote another, and I also got kind of popular. Uh, and then I sat on my ass for six months with uh, two people, um, one of them being Wandy, and the other I'll preserve their anonymity, unless they want me to say otherwise, writing my ass. And at one point in time, I scratched out three months' worth of progress and started all over. Uh, but then I made a third one, and I'm not necessarily sure that it went so well, uh, largely because uh, there was a lot more talking about feelings and character development and a lot less, you know, the breasticles. But I like it. So, um, so there you have it. And I liked it too. Oh, Rich, do you need me to punch Wander next time I see him? I mean, uh, if you punch Wander, then that means that I won't. It's okay. Like, I, I will always channel all of my positivity and with all of the love I can muster, um, telekinetically punch Wandy through the monitor. Got it. I just, I can it'll, physically do it. It'll be like ESP, um, or ghosts, or weird psychic stuff, except it's generated solely on the power of uh, dragons with breasts. Which, I, would be, I would be insanely powerful if this force existed. I mean, I, I think, like, I... Th- uh, don't have any particularly eloquent way of saying that they're really okay with except being one. Breasts are fun. They feel nice. They look nice. There are nice things that you can do with them. Um, I'm all in favor of their existence and perpetuation, even if it means you have to slap it on lizards. I am definitely in favor of breasticles on yes. mammals. Oof. Mammalian memories. Okay, so that's that's a hot take question that I'm gonna have to. Wait, wait to think inside the box, priest. Fucking, they're lizards. The lizards don't have breasts. It's it's basic basic shit. Now they do. Now, they do have breasts if they're anthropomorphic. Well, then you're Maybe just cheating. I mean, this is the cartoon pastel horse cartoon. Any amount of cloth is cheating. They don't actually have sex. Like, I'm pretty sure that Flurry Heart came into existence through Immaculate Conception. Like, there was no sin involved, and that includes the sin of fucking each other. She just popped into existence through the power of love alone. This is how birth works in Equestria. No one actually gives birth. And it's just barfed her up. See, I think, yeah, pretty much. I think you are onto something, but... I also think that um, something absolutely horrible had to have happened in order for that baby to come to existence. So, um, maybe something like sex does exist in Equestria. <laughs> what if kissing on the mouth is sex, and they got pregnant when they kissed at the their altar on the wedding? That is an idea for a fic that's potentially horrifying. Oh God! Oh. It just oh, reminded no. me of that. Twilight's dad kisses Twilight goodbye or something. On the lips. No, well, it's there's. Well, this I know one what I'm writing tonight. On make sure be this one pick where like Chrysalis kisses Twilight and then weird stuff happens. I can't remember if the name, but dumb squish that was the name of the. So I just. Oh, is that the one where she now. gets the hallucinogens from uh, from her from her lips? But. I, I think she was just, like, got turned into an egg or something. 
I don't know. Oh, because there, there's a fic out there where uh, they discover that changeling lips, like, do that thing like the frogs. So, like, when you kiss a changeling, you get, like, really high. Okay, that's a hilarious concept, and I love it. I don't know if I'm... I don't remember the title of it. I know I've seen it somewhere. Remember, kids, if you're going to kiss, use protection. Use chapstick. So, the other Also, other guy... Oscar says there are no tits on lizards. Well, they're objectively wrong, so other, there. Other, other guy... Well, Oscar is a lizard, so I think I believe him before you. Other, other oh. guy out in the chat asks, Wait, if kissing makes pregnant, is this exhibitionism? If you kiss in public. Um, yes. Yes, it is. I mean... Everyone just... It's like high school rules. It's like, gross, you don't do that in public. It's also exhibitionism isn't a big deal when you your speed walk most of the time. Walks around naked most of the time. I think being prudish about clothing actually probably is a fetish in Equestria. So what you're saying is Rarity makes, uh... We all know that Rarity is very... This just goes to show exactly how much there is. Are there, I'm like... going to hell for saying that. I'm going to be going to hell, and Tabitha's going to be looking at me with this disappointed expression. I'm pretty sure we're all going to hell, but for none of the, none of the reasons about this cast. I, I hope none of the reasons about the cast, because it means that I might get a chance to some of you. Particularly the idea of, like, just actually watching a guy who's a priest... Just fucking do the spread the arms pose as wings sprout out of his back and floats into the air as sun a sunbeam comes down and just, you know, the whole fucking dramatic shot complete with Latin chanting effect. That's my fetish. Your, your fetish is of religious symbolism. Yes. Speaking uh, of... It, speaking of... Number three... If I were to write a D Milk verse story, this is uh, Wonder of D still. What would yeah. you want to happen in it? I feel like no matter how I answer this question, it's going to be an open license to suffering because he's going to take whatever I say to do and run away with it, or say not to run away with it. I know how this happens. I know how this happens, Wandy. You ask Present Perfect what sort of stuff he doesn't like. Present Perfect gives you the obvious answer, and they write an entire fic dedicated to it. Moral of the story, don't trust Wandy. Other moral of the story, uh, if you want to write a story about dragons with breasts, then have a story that involves character development, and also dragons with breasts. I'm a sucker for when characters grow or develop. That's probably my fetish. It's just like actual heart-to-heart -heart conversations that help uh, individuals become... Uh, more sophisticated or better people as a result. Characters that grow, eh? So you want me to write a story where Ember's tits keep growing? Oh my god. Oh, I walked right in. Sure. It, it means it means more breasts. That's that's fun. I'm, I should complain. I should complain on some sort of philosophical level. But, um... But, dragon boobs. They're like... They're they're dragon boobs, guys. I feel like I shouldn't have to construct a defense. Some facts should just be obvious and evident. You're right. You don't have to construct, you know, a defense for it. Because lizards don't have breasts! 
Or maybe they do have breasts, and you're just disbelieving so hard that you Evol can't imagine them. Ev yes, evolution. Just disbelieve in science. Nothing makes sense. Nothing. Evolution makes sense. gave the anthropomorphic dragons breasts to distract the knights from slaying them. Yes, I, I'm, there is a fifth somewhere in one of my folders written by some guy uh, called "You Were Supposed to Slay the Dragon, Not Lay It," and I think. Are you being serious right now? I am dead serious. I wish I could. Who would write this? Fucking. That Gosh, that. I wonder who would write that. Yeah, who would write this? Guys, it's such a shocker. Like, I can't believe anyone would just do something like that. So unbelievable. I fucking okay, this is like crazy. Okay, no, seriously, this is gotta be <laughs> somewhere. I gotta. Oh my. Oh. I am just realizing this now. Seriously. <laughs> What the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? Oh dear! <laughs> my mic that was out. great! Oh, that was so connecting. good! This is gonna be my regret for the night. This is gonna be my deepest regret. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. That was so good. Somebody send a clip to this to Pencil. I want, I want to see a reaction. So good. <laughs> the next, next question is how many tabletop games do you play? Oh my gosh. Um, different ones or just in general? Uh, friggin' A. I can't even see the whatever. Never mind. I'll go look for something. Um, I play, have played a buttload of tabletop RPGs. Like, um, I basically. Technically, my first time ever was playing when I was about 11 with my dad and my other family members. Actually, maybe even earlier. He did a one-off thing when I was like 6. Um, but I really started getting into it when I was 13 and then partway through high school. Uh, I took a bit of a hiatus in college, but then I ran into a couple of different RPG groups. Uh, currently, I'm sitting in two. Um, one of them is the aforementioned uh, World of Darkness RPG thing that I do with Wander D and a few other really cool people. Uh, who I'm not going to name by name unless they prefer otherwise. Because if you're going to label shame onto uh, somebody, it might as well be the guy that writes about the, the dragons with the boobers. Um, so I do that one. And then I've got a different game based on Pony Finder that runs every Sunday, which has been going on very consistently for quite some time. Uh, like, shoot, we started as beginner level characters and we're already up to. 11th level at this point. Uh, I could I could talk about details, but there is a trope involving people just going on and on and on, which is dumb. But yeah, it's been part of my formative years, and is also something that I don't regret in the slightest. Good, I'm happy to hear that. Um, the next question is a little more simple. What's your favorite type of cheese? That's really not simple. There are so many good kinds of Um, If you had to ask me what kind of cheese would I like on Like, hey, you a couple dozen different kinds of cheese on your burger or whatever, I'd be like, mm, give me that blue. Because there's pretty much no way to mess up a blue cheese. It's true. Ever. true. But in terms of the best actual cheese I've ever had, 
Uh, I swear, for people who are unfamiliar with a cheddar, cheese actually does get better with age, and there are ways of making cheddar that doesn't involve packaged slices. Uh, I had one that had been aged for 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. It tastes nothing like what people would consider cheddar. I want you to imagine... Uh, I, I can't describe butteriness or or nuttiness and have any of it do justice. I'm gonna have to go with a metaphor. Imagine like imagine you're eating the piece of cheese and then suddenly you're at chrysalis and then she actually is the reformed version of herself and is not gonna eat your soul and then she transforms into your deepest darkest fantasy and it actually is just like three minutes of passionate kissing and then you realize that you swallowed the mouthful like, fuck, I need another. I need my fix. It's addictive. <laughs> and the only reason why I don't fight, like, why I don't involve that addiction more is because 15-year-age cheddar is hella expensive. It is. It, getting stuff that's been aged for, like, two or three good and way less pricey. So, um, yeah, uh, shout out to that. And if you haven't go, if you haven't actually tried aged cheddar, please do so. It's not going to be something you regret. Even I mean, if you're like, I can't get you, I can't get you the aged cheddar, but I can get you aged other things, like up at the cabin, because we got like twenty year old peanut butter, yeah, um, year old yeah. mayo. I mean, I, I mean, can get you all kinds of stuff. I appreciate the offer, but something about peanut butter that expired in nineteen ninety. So, but I'll take your word for it if you tell me that it was. I'm not necessarily going to listen. It was good. Listen it it was good? actually okay. It was okay. You had to mix it a lot, but yeah, it was okay. So, are we going to see a fic about My Little Peanut Butter now? We could. Oh I could do that we could. fic. Oh, except people would not assume that it was an ML Jack Horse fic. For, so. for the people not knowing context, um, I took a picture. I was eating peanut butter and crackers up north of the cabin uh, last week, and the jar expired in 1993. I was two years old when it expired. Wow. See, now, if you want something aged that's really a lottery, you need to get aged children. Like, I mean... What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What? Aged children. Aged children? Gotta get at least, at least 18 year age, though. Like, that that's when it really getting, starts... They start to... getting bad 18. But what, what if they expire prematurely? That's like saying... Oh, that's God. like saying... Flam, no. That's like saying get aged milk when it turns into cheese. It's no longer milk. Oh. Oh my gosh. I, I can't even form I also level love of discussion. I also like, I also love Gorgonzola. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> who names their kid Gorgonzola? What the fuck? The same type of people that name their kids Thanks based Kanye. There are there, are there seriously kids named Thanks based Kanye? No, but there's I'm pretty sure Kanye's kid because Northwest get it. All right. the, the man is actually probably clinically insane. I'm not quite sure whether to worship that fact or that feel anything whatsoever. Actually, Mostly, I, I, just, I think Kanye did come out at one point and admit like he he struggles with bipolar disorder, and like he, I would, he goes in and out of taking his medicine. I I don't know the exact specifics, but he did say at one point that he's struggling with some mental illness. That's unfortunate. I mean, particularly unfortunate, given that celebrity is really, really unhealthy. 
the American culture for celebrity is flat out freaking toxic. So the fact that the guy needs help and is probably if he's getting anything, it's going to be stuff that's making it worse. Just it's not good. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame too. Like I actually genuinely, I ironically like some of his stuff, but I also unironically like some of his stuff, and there is a difference. Trust me. So the part of me that unironically thinks some stuff makes me unironically wish that you be able to do what it takes to be a happy person. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the ironic part of me mostly wants to pump once again so I can really spam one of the voice chats I'm in with oof as an alternative <laughs> to the Roblox oof. Because that's... I, people tell me that it's that I'm wrong here. That in a the video, music video for I Love It, which is the, where the Roblox thing comes from, because everybody is dressed like a Roblox character for whatever reason, I'm not making this up. Uh, people tell me that in one particular line, uh, Lil Pump is saying, oh, fuck. But his accent is making it just sound like, oof. Uh, like, he's giving the biggest possible oof out of the biggest possible Roblox character. <laughs> hilarious i think it's the funniest thing ever there are some people who disagree those people are wrong for the record just straight wrong Ugh. funny all right last I, question I remember... oh yeah. go on I, I don't even remember where i'm going next question all right the final question for wonder d is so that time we were in hell together would you have changed anything to save the life of the girl you left behind aforementioned World of Darkness camp. Um, bruh, I already did what I could life of all that the character most cared about, so, like, going back and changing anything would pretty much be going back and making things worse. So, no, no, I wouldn't do that. And also, if you're gonna try and guilt something really terrible that you do, probably made me think of, like, dragons with massive memories on an interview. Uh, I'll, I'll probably try and remind you of that one time that you did that to the one guy. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Again, probably a fun. Alright. You guys there? Yeah, no, we're here. I, I just I just wasn't sure how to really add to the conversation. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Kind of no, no, no worries. Uh, the next set of questions come from the masked ferret, who we haven't heard from in a while. It's good to have her back. Next, she is lovely. Oh, she is. Uh, first question yeah. is: Why do you love corgis? Um, I sincerely hope all of you are familiar with corgis. It's on the basis and principle that dogs, in general, deserve to love because they're friendly and caring and friggin' awesome. So, about the only way that you can take a dog and make it better is you make the personality better. So, for example, you give it the personality of something that's super energetic and happy all the time, um, and which is smart, but which also listens to people and is good, like families and other pets and so on. And uh, you make it cuter is the other thing. I feel like a pretty good way of doing that is turning it into a midget and giving it ridiculous ears that stand straight up. And, oh, wait, there's a dog that exists like that. And that, that dog is allegedly from Wales. Uh, America shouldn't have won the World War. Serve. The UK has stuff like that. Britain should have curbed stomped our shit with our army of fucking midget dogs. Because they're too precious. I, I wouldn't want to hurt them. I wouldn't fight them. I If I were a Minuteman, I'd lay down my arms and surrender in a fucking heartbeat. 
like super tax prices on tea or not. It's it's not worth it if you have to hurt it. Corgis are so good. Just like they, um, um, the majority of them are just little balls of positivity and I love you. And they really are. The the family used to means don't anymore, sadly. But it was just, especially in the first few years, he was a good boy. Like, my voice isn't doing it justice. He was such a good boy. I, to this day, I still, like, there's a bot that I have in another chat that I'm in, um, where if you type in, like, exclamation point Korg, or some variation, Korgi, Korgo, uh, Korg or Amiibo, or whatever, it will bring up a picture. Uh, and I continuously add more pics to it, so that whenever I or somebody else needs a Corgi pick, it's like, bam, Corgi picture. And that's pretty much, um, that's nature's sedatives right there. I actually had that in a custom Cards Against Humanity, as a custom Cards Against Humanity card once. Corgi's nature's sedatives. It didn't win nearly as much as I would have liked, but when you're up against competition, like, the biggest, blackest dick, of course it's not going to win. Of course, of yeah. course. The biggest, blackest I dick actually, is I actually have a cute story about a corgi. Oh my gosh, is there a story about a corgi? Yes, um, it actually is a sad ending, but I don't have to tell the ending. Um, yeah, fuck here at the airport. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a guy here at the airport that, that actually had a corgi for a long time, and he trained it to pull chalks from airplanes. So when you know when an airplane would come on his ramp on the ramp because he used to own an FBO, you know he'd go out with and his the dog would come with him and the airplane shut off. He'd go okay, go get the trucks and the corgi would run out there take the trucks to the airplane or if the airplane's getting ready to leave he'd go okay, go get the trucks and the the, the corgi would go get the trucks pull them from the, the nose gear of the airplane and come back and give them back to him. That so. is ridiculously and and it makes me so happy on the. Yeah, and then do you want me to tell you how that ends? No! Uh, it, it ends with the dog dies, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did oh, the plane okay. uh, run over the chocks? No. Oh gosh, um, this is going to be an accident. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's yeah, real. It, wow. Yeah, the, when the, do the dog got older, like, lived to be like 10, and uh, went a little senile, and saw a guy uh, parking, but he's head and shut his engines down and ran to take chalks to the plane. Oh. That's yeah. A, oh, that's a sad, that's a sad puffer. So we're going to get... It is, but it's, it's, it's still cute, though, that he used to pull and move chalks around. Yeah, well, that's, that's real unfortunate. We're well, getting... hey, I, author MLD has to tell a story. It's got to have a sad ending. I'm sorry. It's true. Fair enough. Uh, the Mass Ferret has one more question for you. Who's the best in Fallout Equestria? Worst, and who is more annoying than Pip? I'm getting baited with these questions. I'm getting baited hard. Okay. I could rant about Fallout Equestria a lot. I have. Pretty sure it's annoyed people. Um, suffice to say that my the difference in my reactions between Fallout Equestria and Project Horizons have pretty much been night and day. But to keep things positive, I did legitimately enjoy Steel Hopes. Like, Steel Hopes got a character arc, uh, had a strong place in his story and as he related to war uh, the world, uh, had a personality with things he believed in that were both related to and sometimes contra to the goals of the group. 
and actually had a meaningful death that sort of tied in nicely with his character arc. Spoilers? Um, and do I have to warn about spoilers? If uh, there's a lot of people probably wanting to know. Uh, yeah, just like, earmuffs on if you want spoilers. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, about, sorry about that, but yeah. No, he was he was a wonderful character. I regret the f- who's Ray. And that's positive. Yeah. And I really should not talk about negative. Um, that the the aforementioned super long rants that actually legitimately have gone on for than half or some suffice to say that there is a character, probably the character that I have hated most, both can in and out of canon, like more than anything else, just absolutely despise and find utterly despicable. And it's for the record, it's not someone we're supposed to consider. I I consider Red Eyes an idiot, but I don't find him loathsome. This one other character I hate so much. You have no idea how bad I hate. And we probably should focus more on like the positive subjects mm-hmm. than me vomiting up pure rage and bile uh, until everyone's ears drop off. Totally fair. Yeah. Uh, is it homage? No, no, homage is fine. Like, Amy, do you actually want them? Uh, who's the character that you don't like so much? Uh, okay. I will try to not elaborate, but Velvet is a fundamentally awful piece of shit bitch who deserves Ooh. to... I'm dead fucking serious. Rob, I didn't know you read it. Like, oh, okay, okay I was gonna worse. jokingly say Velvet, but I decided to say Homage. So, no, wow, no. I would have been right. Damn. I, I can see why you would hate Velvet. Oh, oh yeah. Velvet is such a badly written... It has made time wonder very unsavory things about somebody who honestly does not deserve to have very unsavory, unsavory things thought about them. She would have oh. been fine as a villain. As a villain, she would have been okay. As a protagonist, she is utterly, thoroughly unacceptable. Every second I have to read a her in it is, over half the time, a sentence with her either deliberately fucking up and then later blaming other people, or her being a complete asshole to somebody else for basically no reason. Like, she just does that all the time. She's constantly a blame-shifting homophobic um i'm not going to use that word but you know what word i'm thinking you know the strongest word i'm thinking look at the bright side she's that to her look at the bright side she's got a special feature like removing her limbs her limb wow Uh, velvet no i wait is she did she did remove her well it got removed remember oh um Wow, I wish I had remembered that. The idea of it amuses me. Like, it actually makes me like smile and smile. No, no. Her, her leg got cut off, and then immediately she just stitched it back on with magic. Oh, okay, so it doesn't actually fucking count. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what? I did forget about that. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, one of my grapes, the grapes with There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't and basically yeah. any sort of mortal in- injury is one of them. Like, a character will have something bad happen to them, and then they'll just slug a potion and be okay. Like, 
that's how it relates to the story. But I was part of me was thinking, well, wait a minute, there isn't anything that comes associated negatively with like being shot or burned or set on fire and irradiated. Then I started reading Project Horizons and I was like, okay, so it's good to know that for some people, even in a universe that has magic healing potions, it can fuck you up if you get constantly shot and stabbed and have your limbs broken. Um, I, gu I guess this is mostly just because physical trauma and mental trauma are generally things that aren't written about together. They're considered separate entities they're written about, or at least not linked. Uh, Fallout Equestria seems to be one of those stories in which characters suffer a lot of physical trauma, but rarely, if ever, go through any the answer, the answer, mental trauma, it's usually misplaced. The answer is that Little Pip is playing on hard mode while Blackjack is playing on survival mode. I learned a very valuable. Yeah, that's that. That's a pretty good. That's that's a good way of putting. It. I, I mean, like this, if though. you really think about it too, with um the one part where uh Velvet and Calamity are kind of having a spout, and she starts doing that flirting with Little Pip. I mean, that, that, yeah. like you were saying, that just, ugh! Fucking no, shit. I mean, the fact that she got called out on that is all. The fact that she yes. spends the next forever making Blackjack, uh, making Pip being a lezzy just sets my blood on ice. Yeah. Uh, and basically everything else she does after constantly letting other people die so that she can save her pet products, wasting healing supplies on, like, because she decided to, like, walk into the middle of fucking ground zero so that she could say four score and seven years ago. Um, she's just um, awful and completely uh, self-centered, and we're supposed to assume that she's the hero because... Okay, yeah. Now, I was gonna say, this is something that's given me a whole lot of perspective. Somebody told me that Velvet is the equivalent of a Fallout character who has maxed out their speech skill regardless of their charisma. And it's kind of really interesting to look at it that way perspective of somebody who knows exactly how to get people to do what they want by playing up their various strengths, regardless of the fact that they're a complete and utter sociopath. Kind of made me approach RPGs differently when I realized that, like, the speech skill, or the equivalent of a speech skill, didn't imply charisma or any sort of caring, it just implied the ability to know how to twist the pervert. Which is kind of cool. It kind of gave unintentionally gave insight as to how I interpreted my reactions with different games and immersed myself and what the theoretical reality of all. Huh. That's super interesting. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's somebody who has who is going to be able to describe what I'm saying just now better than I've said it. Probably somebody who's written on paper on it, and I want to find the person who wrote that paper and read that paper because doubtless it's very interesting. But yeah, sort of that interpretation of it is definitely a learning experience. Not a learning experience I'm happy with in the end, but a learning experience nonetheless. Totally. So, positive things. Yeah. Also, Steelhoves is still a good character, so I can take two positive things off the story. And Project Horizons came out, but three positive yeah. I could gush about Project Horizons a lot. I'm still in the middle of reading it, but like that's 38 chapters into the story. That's like over half a million words, I feel like I'm allowed to talk about some of it as a totally, totally fair. Um, that said, we are now uh, a little over halfway through the cast, so we're going to take uh, a moment to quickly share with everyone that this is a non-profit 
uh, fan interview uh, podcast. Uh, you can go ahead and check out the website, thebarcast.net, to see not only how we donate our profits and proceeds to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary out in California, but this cast is also brought to you by the uh, fan collaboration contest, Jingle Moss, which is just getting ready to start tomorrow, actually. Uh, Petricord, what can you tell us about Jingle Moss? Um, Jingle Moss is a wonderful idea that unfortunately but um it started with a guy called uh some of you may have heard of him for people who haven't heard assumed that the guy was an incredibly good writer and incredibly good person in real life and thought setting up a holiday special was a good idea um i got in on it during 2016 uh and did not regret it in the slightest i actually i think the thing that i wrote as a result of it was uh, one of the first things i've wrote I can actually sort of take pride in. But anyway, anyway, he left uh, for Parts Unknown because he had a career in medicine, which is hopefully giving him a wonderful time. But given that my sister is dating, uh, sorry, is married to a surgeon, uh, I know that that's taking, probably taking all of obsolescence's time up in this world. Um, so basically, I wanted to make didn't die. Wait, I just realized this isn't a history. This is... Sorry. What Jingle Moss is, uh, Jingle Moss is a writing collab for the Jingle Jangle season, December, the holiday time. Um, it's the closest equivalent that I can think of in words off the top of my head is that it's sort of a thick potluck. Um, anyone who wants to contribute basically throws their name into a hat, maybe mentions a couple of ponies that they'd like to see a particular fit, fit, uh, thick, and then... All, at a certain point of time, December 1st, tomorrow, all the names get shuffled up via magic shuffly generator thing and redistributed to other people. And then you have um, about three weeks to write a story for your recipient. Um, based on the characters that they suggested, theoretically it could be any type of story, but in general, you're sort of encouraged to write something on the happier side of the uh, expect spectrum, not necessarily waft but something that's going to be, you know, possibly funny, possibly heartwarming, possibly possibly awesome. Um, so you're given a few weeks to do that, and then uh, on the 22nd, all the stories that everyone wrote get published on Moss, uh, and the people, it sort of, it's like a giant unwrapping. You get to read a fic by the person that was assigned your name, you don't get to know necessarily who your gift giver is, or you won't know who your gift giver is until close to that point, anyway. Um, but you get to unwrap, you get to unwrap and open up and read that shiny new fic that was made just for you. While somewhere else in the group, somebody else gets to experience that same happy glow when they get to open up that fic that you wrote just for them. So it's really supposed to be a feel-good. That helps people who share one common interest together and write for each other and try to make the holiday season. It's true. And on top of that, not only is it um, something really wonderful, it's been an annual tradition for fan fiction for uh, about four years now. It's also the largest um, pony gift exchange project on the internet. So being, uh, being able to submit 
your story and being able to write something for someone else um, is it, it's not only a wonderful experience that I can only imagine that um, it is exhilarating for new people, but um, we by being able to have more than sixty different participants, something along the lines of um, you know sixty to seventy thousand words is being created on film fiction just just in this. Uh, just for this one exchange. And on top of that, through being able to have so many wonderful volunteers that have been able to help out for those who um, maybe don't have the best of intentions when they join or, or time gets away from them or school becomes difficult, um, we're able to make all sorts of wonderful things happen for this amazing event. For those who want to check it out, there is a Jingle Moss uh, group on Fim Fiction. Uh, you can also check out the user Fimfic Collabs on Fim Fiction, which is the alt that uh, Petrichord and I both started to help facilitate the event and whatever sort of future events um, Fim Fiction may want to have. Um, just go ahead and send a PM to Fimfic Collabs after you've read the rules, um, and we'll make sure that we can get you in on the event. We have really wonderful people joining this year, like Shakespeare, obviously myself and Petrichord, uh, great and powerful Jaxi, uh, uh, monochromatic, pen stroke, they, and they're all people who have participated for years upon years upon years. We also have so many different people that are trying it for the very first time. It's really a great event, um, and it really brings the community together, especially when we can have some really stressful and dramatic things happen during the year. If you haven't heard about it, check it out. Um, it's 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 a one-time event, and today is the last day to sign for, up for it if you want to. But we've taken up enough of Petrichord's time shilling our little event. We only got 45 more minutes. The next question is from Professor Plug, uh, Plum for you, uh, Petricord. Um, it, it may be in the form of a video, but I've worked very hard in transcript. What the actual question is? The question is: Have you ever had a dream that you um, you had your you you could you'll do you you want you you could do so you you'll do you could you you want you want them to do you so much you could do anything? I, you know, I um. And then, you know, it uh, a thing that uh, maybe, you know, uh, there was, uh, and, you know, it, um, sort of, and, and then, uh, you know, it's, um, and yeah, there you have it. I consider that a good enough answer. I think that's perfect. <laughs> Um, the next set of questions, I'm going to scroll up. M Mugany got his questions in a little late, so I'm going to take them. Uh, Mugany, our resident troll, has questions for you. Number one, are you gay? Um, half and half. Two, do your parents know you're gay? Yeah, unfortunately. Number, number three, will your parents stand beside you in gay court to fight for your gay rights? Hell no. Four, dost thou be a homosexual? I, I, I doth have been. Number five. Doth thy father and or mother have the knowledge that thou be a homosexual? Uh, they have thine great being aware of the... And then he puts number five again, because he doesn't know how to count, apparently. Don't ask why all these questions are gay related. I'm just trying to make sure. Number six. How, how you're gay. Um, because the PP do the big thing. 
seed, stallion, or dragon with and 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 when the the stallion do the peener thing, or stallion and the yaoi uh, the hotness, then it makes dip go rise and fine. I love it. Now, getting out of these train wrecks of questions, <laughs> Flash Gen is up next, and Flash Gen is also hanging out in the chat with us. Also, I didn't get the chance to call it out earlier. Thank you so much, Cyber Drake, for 100 bits. All of that money is going to be going to uh, Horse Rescue Charity. Number one from Flash Gen is, it's the Elements of Harmony's board game night. Why is every pony drinking, and what hard liquor is each of the main six keeping to drink, uh, drinking to keep sane? I think I actually answered this question. Um, so, Twilight is drinking because she understands nobody else gives a f She knows how to top strategy and nobody else is paying attention to her. So she's, <laughs> she's trying to be calm and professional thing while doing shots of vodka, pretending that there's shots of water because she's just thirsty. Constantly. This is what being an element of harmony. Applejack is drunk off her ass on cider because she Applejack, she perpetually is drunk off her ass of cider, and that's because she has to deal with these five idiots every single day of every single life that she might have this one and the next. Um, <laughs> great. Yeah, Rainbow Dash is theoretically throwing back shots of confidence. And when I say confidence, I mean like single malt. And she's uh, doing that because she needs to prove to everyone that she is awesome and totally on top of things and will win this game for sure despite not knowing the rules despite having it been explained to her five times uh in reality the whiskey is she doesn't really like whiskey but she's embarrassed to tell it so it's actually just like syrup like candy colored syrup and actually she just feels kind of dead it's miserable because she's yeah yeah no Right, see, see, that's an example of how canon is better than canon. I infinitely prefer the rain version of Rainbow Dash, in which her bravado and bluster is really un undercut by a severe, ca severe case of an inferiority complex, um, and the desperate desire for approval when she feels that she is slipping standards somehow. It actually makes Mirduel seem like it makes sense if the whole thing is done not out of just pure unadulterated ego, but out of a desperate desire to be recognized as somebody of value and worth, and just letting all of that unbridled optimism get to her head. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's it, it's amazing how much a little bit of subtext can take a character from insufferable. So anyway, that's what she's doing. Um, Rarity's having wine. Um, she's not having it because she's happy or unhappy. It. She's having it because she's a classy mother. And, yes. and also because her friends are shits. But also because she's a classy mom. Um, and she is drinking, um, besides being a classy motherfucker, because nobody is going along with her schemes. She's not going to win. Twilight's playing the game. Twilight is going to win because Twilight is cheating and actually using the rules and looking up books and carefully considering strategies. So, no, Rarity's frustrated because her attempts to play the metagame and sweet-talking everyone into doing isn't going to work, because they've been around her for ages. You can bed with before they realize, hey, wait a minute, this is just to get out of paying me back for dinner that other night. That's so, how Rarity be. Rarity's dangerous when she's playing Settlers of Catan and asking, oh, darlings, do you have any wheat? She is incredibly dangerous. She seems like she's in a disadvantage then six turns later and she's suddenly down 
two roads, a settlement, turning the settlement into a city, and then playing a soldier to move the knight over to somebody else's prime production tile. And you'll look over at her, wondering, where did she get all those research resources? And she's sitting there, smug. And she's not saying anything. She doesn't need to say anything. She's just sitting there with her glass of wine, looking smug. And at that moment, you realize, God dang it, you got me there, white smarts. You got me there. White smarts. That's I mean, awesome. white smart <laughs> is smart, but white smart is smart in a whole. Oh, this might be why they get shipped occasionally because sometimes you gotta find the two brains and make them, you know, magical lesbian scissor reproduce with each other uh, <laughs> in order to preserve the smartness gene. Uh, okay. I, I love it. It's just gonna be taken out of context and it's gonna be so bad. Oh dear! I sincerely hope <laughs> never hears me describing her beloved ship in such brass and unforgiving tones. Because I, I think that she, even she, might never forgive me. Nope, I'm clipping it and sending it to Mono now. We we shall not oh. refer to it as scissorship. Scissorship. Oh. I. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die, and it's gonna be five. Okay, so what the fuck is Fluttershy drinking? Um. Well, Fluttershy is drinking something that logical, and the reason is because she's not Fluttershy. Fluttershy hates competition. Um, so it's actually Discord who is pretending to be Fluttershy and who's probably going to eventually subvert things and win the game, kicking Rarity and Twilight's asses in the progress. And then he is going to show his true colors, like physically demask his Fluttershy and show all of his various different nonsensical colors. And he's going to look even smugger than White Smarts was. Like, it's going to be a smugness contest, basically. There's going to be three different ponies at three different times with just the biggest um, poo-eating grins on their faces. Um, I like to, th I like to, I like to think he's drink he's drinking boba tea, but the the black balls inside the drink are not uh, those black things. Instead, they are tadpoles. That's actually beautiful. And oh, I I, yes, the, for the please, forbidden yes. boba. That that is what I want. That is what I want out of life now. I'm dying. But yeah, so that, that's him. And then Pinky is drinking Grano, which is the only explanation for how she acts in the show. Just it like checks. lots and lots and lots of Drano. It checks um, out. And yeah, yeah. She doesn't even know why she's doing it. She doesn't have a to be drinking it because of what any of her other friends are like. But it's just, it, it's tasty. If you're Ponko, it's what you gotta do. Her yeah. favorite drinks were always the ones underneath the sink. They were colorful. So colorful. And can you believe that they actually took this and started making them in little candy form? Like, juicy candy forms? Like, pods. Little pods of flavor. Those were the best. And it's such a shame that you can't buy them anymore, you know? I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just realized. This is 2019. Yes, it is. Damn it. I'm sorry. Uh, I zoinked myself on that one. Uh, we have a whole bunch of questions still, and I'm realizing we're down to 35 minutes, so I'm going to try and pick and choose a little bit more uh, with the questions we have. So I'm going to go to Arconics, who is up next. Yeah. What is your opinion on donkeys? Um, I couldn't give an accurate opinion because, but I, I mean, I could give an opinion and a because no matter what I'd say, they'll be jackasses on the issue. 
Um, that's 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 a really witty pun, actually. But I see this I see this third question here by Arconics, and now I can't not ask it. Tell us how you feel about Bojack. Oh, um, Bojack has actually made me. Hate made and me what? I'm sorry, you cut out a Bo- little bit. Oh, Bojack has actually made me hate a whole lot. Of- uh, mostly because it's that good. Amusingly enough, like it was, it was the first show that had a prot- protagonist, um, or main character. I'm not sure which. That was completely snarky and cynical. Only pointed out the flaws in what other people were doing, and it didn't make him the smartest. It just actually made him an unpleasant asshole who still had no real feelings of self worth and whose snark and cynicism didn't really help him all out. And he had a dark ironic backstory that actually would be would totally be reason enough to fill somebody with suffering um, and was mentally and, ill so yeah like yeah, yeah no bojack and, has and, a and fuck ton of problems yeah and then the show gets goes on and points out that no you can have all these problems this is reasonable we feel bad for it we feel bad for you but this doesn't actually give you a card to be a jackass whenever you feel like it you don't get open license to make other people hurt just because you were hurt once in the past Bojack oh. Horseman does mental illness better than thirteen. Oh, I changed my mind. No, it's true. <laughs> it's it's yeah. actually true. Like I, I, Bojack Horseman is one of the shows that I tend to end up just putting on to have on in the background, and that's because mm-hmm. like it's also a show that the more you watch it, the more things begin to click in your mind. Not even like there's stuff in the background that you you only catch on on multiple watchings, which is also true. But like. Like, there's so much that I could say that's so good, even, like, about the most recent season. Yeah, I can't wait for the second part to drop, honestly. I you know, it's going to be incredible. While we're talking about Bojack, my eyes wander down to Rob, and I had this mental image of baby Bojack poking out of a box. Oh. My um, little Bojack. Moving I'm not on. Sure how to feel about that. The, the suffering immense. I, I, I could literally just take the last half of this, the last core of this cast and talk about BoJack and have zero regrets, but I know there's a lot of people that have questions here, so I'm going to move on. Um, Alex underscore has a picture for you, so I'm going to post this in behind the counter here for you to see. This is yours. Oh my. On a scale of 1 to 31, how hype are you for the month of December? Um, I am 32. Uh, th- that's my answer. Perfect. Like, legitimately, I'm beyond hype. That I don't necessarily like winter all much, but fucking holiday month, I am one of the most sentimental motherfuckers on the planet. I don't sound like it, but I am genuinely one of the most sentimental motherfuckers on the planet. I love everything about Christmas. I love everything about Christmas season. Like, stuff starts coming on, the airways, the, the Christmas songs start coming on in the middle of November. My heart squeeze. You can actually hear it. My heart does the fluttershy noise. Like I, I see merch, Christmas merch, being sold in big mega stores, and immediately it makes my face flush, and everything goes doki doki. It's just incredible. Okay, the last bit was sarcastic. Oh, seriously, I love it, and I'm especially with Jingle Mouse. I'm looking forward to everything, even than I had before, even more than I than when I was a kid. So yeah, insta hype. Infinite hype. I love it. Uh, nobody specials up next. Who asked? Do you want to adopt me? Um. Uh, are you house trained? 
Uh, probably not, because he's a Starmie. So now we're going to go oh. to Short Skirts and Explosions, who is a person that we all know and love. His question is, what doth life? Uh, life doth art. Life doth, art doth art. construct. Uh, uh, thoughts are illusion. Ignored. That's my answer. Hawthorne Bunny's up next, who says, Why didn't anyone tell me you wrote a Mirror's Edge fic? Because it isn't finished, and I really want to finish it. Oh but my. I do... Go what? ahead. No, please, go ahead. No, 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 seriously. I, I don't have a whole lot else. No, I, I did I, love the first... Mirror's Edge is, is is pretty great. All I did was I scrolled down to see what the next question was and involuntary, involuntarily reacted at the wrong time. Oh, dear. Okay, yes. this is going to be a doozy of a question. It, it is. That other other guy has a question for you. How does okay. this make you feel? Oh, God. Life is pain. I hate his eyes. Oh, God. This is... This is trauma. This is condensed trauma. <laughs> Everything is suicide. <sighs> oh, dear. What's the next question? Lone Trooper's up next, who asks, what is the most heartwarming moment you've experienced at a convention? Oh, shit. Uh, so I can't basically just say anytime someone to me, like, because uh, th that would definitely be a thing. Um, uh, Shakespeare is amazing speech uh, at that one dinner at that one time was also an incredible like uh, those two are definitely competing moments mm. I don't know I don't want to say the cons are all but at the heat of the moment um, you know you panic you freeze up I, I'm having a hard time distinguishing the best from the other best but you have to understand like I walk into a con specifically I walk in and everything just feels like Everything just feels like modern nuclear family, and it makes me never want to leave. It's a constant stream of heartwarming, and bills aside, I wouldn't change it for the world. You describe the perfectly done. Anyways, I guess I'm gonna have to rock on. You yes, perfectly dis you perfectly described a cult. Yeah, I, I can think of worse cults to be in. Like if just shit post memes at each other, lizards have dits. I will say I that as far as... It sounds like a fun cult. As far as, like, cons go, like, I've gone to a bunch of different types of cons, but, can, like, on the whole, I, I've never cried as much about leaving um, pony cons. Because there's just... It, it literally feels like one of those things where, like, you may never see all your friends again, like, type thing, and it, it hurts. It, it does. Anyway, come to DropCon. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah, no kit. I'm going to all of them. Fuck y'all. Fucking, there's so many fucking cons that we're going to next year. Like, Flam and I are going to be butt buddies. It's, it's going to be insane. Yeah, we're all, set for, we're all set for the hotels for the three main cons next year, so Is come on down whoever is able to. Of the main group, of course. That's not an invite yeah. for fucking everyone. Yeah. yeah. No. Is Everfree Northwest going to be one? Everfree uh -huh. Northwest is going to be a con next year, and Flam and I are going. Yeah, yep. I believe that yeah. Enigma, Enigma's gonna be palling around in your car, right? All I know I'm is that I'm not driving to fucking Seattle. Fuck that shit. Are we? Right. I'm not. 
Yeah, all I know is three cons. Uh, and I know one is bad, the other is trot, and I forgot what the third one that agreed to go to was. I am assuming it's this one. Probably if you can, never if you can make it, no pressure. It's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a fucking expensive con. And I need to uh, I need to do more research on that because I want to submit for a community guest for that con. Yeah. So let's do our inner Mall Blart here. Mall Blart? Yes, let's channel an inner Blart guy, you know, on his Segway thing. Mall Blart. You mean Paul Blart Cop? That one, yeah. I'm trying to come up with a clever Segway to continue. Segways are hard. I see what you did. Fuck you, I just got that. Setting this up next. Number five. What what is the theme song for your sex life? Um, I mean, are we talking like, do you want me to give a silly self-deprecating answer, or the answer that would make me badass? Because like, if the silly answer is like any pendulum song off, and this is totally not referencing porn flash animations, of course, show that we're on like 2012, 2013. (laughs) <laughs> totally not a reference to that at all. That's totally just coincidental. Uh, but if you want a porn theme that actually makes it sound like a porn theme, then I'm gonna go with that one that everyone goes with because it's a classic. Uh, the one where, like, the sax goes... Oh, uh, Baker Street. What's the name of that song? Yeah, no, it's 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 Baker Street. Baker Street, yes. Baker Street. I feel like that should be everyone's porn song because it's just so good. <laughs> okay. Seriously, can you think of a song that would be better to have on, like, in bed with I don't know some lizard with breasts, and the two of you had just had sex? You've got a cigarette, she's got a cigarette, the two of you are staring at I don't know a fucking sunrise or whatever. And then that that just starts playing, and it's like, oh yeah, I you mean, dab the lizard because it's just too awesome. I mean, if you're in, well, in bed and you've just had sex, the go-to song for me is gonna be the song that Pencil and I do, like for for like laughs. Is I just had sex. Okay, that's perfect. I like how Priest had to pause and think about what he was gonna say there because <laughs> what. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't understand. Please, please. Do you, do you and pencil ever have sex where the two of you are actually singing? I just sex after finished having sex. Uh, actually. And do you think. hire T Pain to like join? He in? has to think about it. Well, no. Um, I, I swear to God, I think there probably has been a time we've done it, and then like, like pencil look at me and be like, "Hey, hey, priest, hey, priest." <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, I just had sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Okay, um, so then the question is, if assuming Pencil likes it rough, I have no idea whether she does or not. But if she Why does, are you feeding for these answers? <laughs> he's fishing, he's fishing. Yeah, because I want to know, if she's the sort of person, like, make somebody put on a spike mask when they're in bed before... Uh, you know, before the whips and chains come this out, is, I don't know. This is getting dangerous. Like, a, a gentleman, 
I'm a, not even drunk enough for this. A gentleman does not kiss and tell about the degree oh, of bruises that I leave. So we're going to move so. on to Scratch Fever, who, uh, who I've been instructed I need to ask all of these questions, so I'm going to do it. Number one, what do you think of alt accounts? Um, you mean people can have more than one account? Yes. In fact, question number two from Scratch Fever is, no, really. No. What do you think of alt accounts? Um, if the alt has porn and the porn has my fetish, can I get your number? Maybe. Hmm, face. I haven't heard of Scratch Fever before, so now I'm very interested. Uh, number three question. Have you told Plum that you and Wanderer D want, uh, want matching back blackjack tattoos? Um, well, Plum is probably going to kill me now. Because I assume that he hadn't heard it, heard it now. Then he's going to fucking pull my ass. I, I don't know. I guess the only other argument for do I not get the tattoo then is do I plan on traveling to Japan again? Because I don't want to, like, have fucking Auntie up written on the back of my or something. Assuming, oh, he is actually, like, leader of the Yakuza. Let's detain this guy for 80 years. I'd be bad. <laughs> but but other than that, no. I, I can think of worse things to do than getting, I don't know, like a couple of playing cards uh, on a not particularly visible part of my body. I The people in who are in the know would find it funny, and the people who aren't in the know would probably have that too. So. And Plum, like, I'm not sorry. I like it. You know I like it. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. So do you do you, do you have any inclination who that is? <laughs> if I do have an inclination who I like literally there's a hint in the third question. I mean would it matter if I did? I don't know. Would it? Okay. No, for the for the record that was supposed to be a person who I think is not affiliated with it with just Jaxie. Because of the whole, would it matter if I was meme? You guys remember that, right? Where, like, you wrote, would it matter if I was, like, if they changed And then, for the next six months, everyone wrote shit fix? Oh, God. oh I remember that. I remember the, uh, would it matter Would it matter if I was thing, bandwagon. Yes. Okay, okay, so I'm not, I'm not the only that remembers this. I'm... I, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's just there, because... There's I'm, I'm not like, always I'm not always good on like uh, fandom memes. There was a point like I'm gonna say more than a year ago where people were just releasing stories. It was like, would it matter if I was a changeling with Applejack, Fluttershy, all of them? <laughs> would it, Would it matter if I was an anthropomorphized copy? Of, matter if I was that died in Equestria? I'm pretty sure that one doesn't exist. Maybe it should. I hope somebody else writes it. Maybe oh, that person's Lord. account could write it, but I'm not going to say because I I assume that's their own original person, and that they aren't an alt account. Let's let's bring well, back the old horse memes. Well, this is awkward because back in 2016, July 26th, we had everyone in a barcast interview actually go and spam this account with congratulations. So. So. The answer is somewhere on the internet. <laughs> I mean, finding out is just going to be way too heckin' delightful, then. 
Just th- think. Think long and hard on that last question. I mean, if I have an idea, I'm not going to... I might have an idea, but clearly it would be insane if I had an idea. Because, like, who would use alt accounts? Everybody <laughs> is who they say they is, and this totally is not the alt somebody who I know. Well, totally then, we'll have to ask Wanderer if he has any ideas, and then we'll move on. Yeah, he, he probably knows. Jammer is up next, and I'm going to prune this question from him, because I think it's going to be really fun to answer. So, Jingle Moss, are there any story themes you wish were more common for the event that people don't write as often? Amazingly enough, I honestly think that we see most of the spectrum of stuff that's generally within the spirit of things. We get WAF. We get comedy, we get some drama, we get some alternate universe stuff that's flat-out incredible. Yeah. We see interpretations of characters that are canon and ones that are non-canon but still work. We see main characters, we see characters that hardly anyone has thought about to characters that are basically only available in the supplementary materials, and it's great. Almost all of it is great. It's fantastic. Um, I don't know. Wishing for the more commonness of something would be like wishing for something that's already there. It's like looking up at a rainstorm and being like, gee, I wish I was wet. <laughs> like, and this is the thing that's kind of cool about being able to run the event, is that we get to see kind of what everyone wants. And maybe that takes a little bit of the fun of it away from us, because as organizers, we have to know who gets what and who's being assigned to who. Um, but I think it's really cool when uh, the, the random dice rolls assigns someone with something that's so outside of their normal wheelhouse. Um, or like when someone, uh, I think it was a year ago or so, when someone requested a Princess Luna story and they got a Luna that was the ghost of uh, Hearth's Warming Future of something. And it was such a outside-of-the-box idea and I was just looking at this like, I think this is awesome. Dude, last year I got asked by someone who didn't get a story of the year to write about Applejack and Burnt Oak. I'm not sure if any of the rest of you remember that. He was one of uh, Bright Mac's old friends from the episode where everyone is trying to get stories about Bright Mac and Parabonner. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that a lot of people think is the best episode ever. But yeah, uh, he was one of the friends. Um, and I thought about it, I couldn't think of what to write and then like two weeks into it i was like okay i've got some ideas uh i ended up writing two stories like to make up for the fact that they didn't get any stories before i had a lot of fun writing it i got to think about burnt oak in ways that i had never thought about him before built up my own headcanon around it it was overall just a really wonderful time (laughs) and hopefully i contributed something to his character for at least the person that got to read those stories you know yeah it, it, it's there's so much creativity and uniqueness that does happen in Jingle Moss. That's why I'm happy that we have the ability to keep the rules almost somewhat limited in their scope because there's so much room for everyone to run around and do kind of whatever they want, even if they're writing something for someone else. Um, and I, I honestly like I applaud the people that once they get their assignment on who their secret Santaing, actually delve into that person's work and like try to understand what sort of things they like and what they write and tailor make something for them. I think that's so cool. Um, so it, just like what Petrichord said that when, if you're asking for more creativity, I, I would find it hard to not see more creativity than we already do. 
People are always welcome to contribute. That just means that our kaleidoscope gets even more beautiful and but it's definitely beautiful and multifaceted as it is right now. Yeah. That's something that makes the holiday season so bright for me. So 15 minutes left. Uh, we're going to go on with more questions. Uh, now it's time for questions with Violon. And you know what? I don't think we've ever let Rob do this before. Would you like to sing the Violon jingle? <laughs> it's time for questions with Violon. That was, like, that was like that was like that was like Lyler singing the violon theme. <laughs> that was kind of wonderful. <laughs> okay, so Petricorn, here's your violon question this week. How are you today? Oh, Daddy, wouldn't you like to know? Oh God! Whoa. Oh man. I, I feel like my response touched somebody in a very No and I'm obviously talking about the heart. Um Rob has the next set of questions and I'm re I'm looking at all these questions like it's oh my god. Uh What are your favorite Christmas songs? I not gonna lie, I once spent hours and hours just about a favorite song because I really wanted to have a hard and fast definition. I like times. I'm going to say that my all-time favorite is probably Silent Night for it, its simplicity and hauntingly melodic beauty for all the different interpretations, all the different ways that you play it and make it give it roughly any tune whatsoever. It's got even more possible depth and breadth to it than fucking Hallelujah Um... You know, that one song that gets associated with Shrek that's like a dozen different versions of it, a dozen different tones. But no, it's amazing. Um, and the part of me that likes sad stuff, um, sad but beautiful stuff, um, always really enjoys I'll Be Home for Christmas, um, which legitimate twinges my heart a little every single week. It's also amazing. Um, and I'm not sure if I necessarily call it my favorite, or one that I'd consider it great, but goddamn, I find myself singing Jingle Bell Rock a lot. A lot. So, let's say those three. See, now I'm sitting over here with, like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, like, oh every, time, every time that I do Christmas stuff. Or, <gasps> or Peanuts Christmas soundtrack, because I don't need anything else. Oh my else. gosh, these are such good answers. But I do Priest, like those all are of your such answers. good answers. Those are very good answers. Like I, I, I genuinely don't listen to anything like, and I, I know I might get crucified for this, but I am so, so, done with Last Christmas by Wham. I'm done with it. It's not funny anymore. It's not a good song. Next. <laughs> I can hear the mic drop from here. Yeah. Um, oh God, I like this question from Rob. I'm going to say it anyway, even if even if we're even if that breaks the rules. Uh, if you put a corgi in a washing machine, does it become a soggy? If you put a coggy in a washing machine, it, if you put a corgi in a washing machine, it becomes a sorgy, which is like sorghum, but the Pembroke Welsh. <laughs> Whether or not you think that's delicious, is entirely up to. You. 
Personally, I prefer my sorgies if they're still running around with the pointy ears and the short legs, <laughs> all yappy and stuff. Rob, is this what happened to your friend's corgi? Oh no! no. Did he put it in the washing machine? No, God! If no. you're responsible for his death, I will be very, very. You know what? Yeah. I think I think we just came up with a new rule for this cast. We're never gonna have a guest on that has purposely killed a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll think about that before I decide to start killing dogs. Future. <laughs> yes, the, the bar cast. We draw the line at killing dogs. It's a good motto. So now Muggany is up next. Uh, who has more questions for you? Hey, will you read my Fallout Equestria fic? Uh, is the Fallout Equestria fic Steel Hooves being awesome? Or is the Fallout Equestria like Velvet being the shit out of Little Pip while calling her a dyke bitch? Which is technically not something that she actually story, but like, if you want me to think about a Fallout Equestria fic I would like and when I would like, there's your polar opposites. So if it tilts more towards the good side and it's like short, then maybe. Or you could be somber and fuck. I'll read anything that he puts. Uh, there is so much more to this question too. I'm just gonna read it all out loud because I, I think it got, it got really. This is getting weird. Um, after that, we can can we have a long discussion not about the fic but about Fallout Equestria altogether. When that's done, will you join me in my Little Pip RPG? I can't find anyone who wants to be homage. No, it'll only be the two of us. Fallout Equestria is my favorite story. No, wait. Spider Seas is my favorite story. Right next to the first three chapters of Past Sins, which are the only chapters I read. And can we all agree that Velvet Remedy is the most well-written character of all time? I hope I get you for Jingle Moss so I can share my love of Fallout Equestria with you. And does the Little Pip and homage fit crossover with Spider Seas and thus of little spiders that all eat spike um because i think i'm not the target audience for that i think uh, i think pencil is probably the target audience for that because it features spike's death so i'm gonna shunt you over in that direction that might be the best thing totally fair um going back upwards to see if there are good questions that i missed rob gakrin also had that uh his mom says hi hi we're not gonna read between the lines on this we're not going to make any implication about Petricord and Rob's mom. His mom is a perfectly sweet, legitimate. I couldn't even think of anything that would make her mildly uncomfortable. Because she's just... She's the mom's mom. Awesome. She actually made me sandwiches and stuff when I was going to be going back home this year. She'd worried that I'd get hungry on the train. I did, and they were delicious. That's the kind of mom she is. I'm not even her kid. She makes sandwiches just because she's a kind person. The world needs more moms like Rob's mom. That's Aww. what I'm saying. Hashtag Mar Rob's mom. Mars needs more moms. Uh, Thank you, Rich. I'll tell her you said that. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rob. Uh, now then, we're going to go to questions by Jammer again, who asks, Are you aware of the OC thing, Pony? Uh, yes. Wait a minute. I think I encountered O.C. a year ago. So, would you hug Thing Pony? Would you kiss them goodnight? Tell them every little thing's going to be alright, and would you sing some Christmas carols with them? Picture for reference. Is 
this the version of Thing Pony that is close to the thing itself? Yes. Uh, and thus would probably just is this the version of Thing Pony that is basically fandomation as thus basically of snuggles despite being an eldritch abomination. Um, this looks like it's leaning towards the latter, that this is the sort of heresy that's adorable and heartwarming and friendly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably love and tolerate the heck out of it. Aww. He's cute. Cute. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna go back up to Seton, who has questions. Uh, what's your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy, but it's just so good? Oh, dear. Um... As far as stuff that I consume on a regular basis, I'm a sucker for, like, the breaded chicken strips, like, spicy brand or whatever. Because uh, nice. it's it's breaded chicken. You can throw it in the oven, and when it comes out warm, you can make basically any dish in chicken. And it means that I don't have to go through all the prep. It means, it's pre it means that it's prepackaged. We got additives, so great. But, heck, I like chicken. I like using chicken in different recipes. I don't mind a shortcut. Awesome. When your work is based on hourly, you know. Right, right. There are certain restrictions that you have to... Yeah. As far as stuff that I get to eat less often, place really close to where I live, that's... And I'm totally willing to spend, like, 15 bucks and eat more food than anyone should have in their entire lifetime. It's just that delicious. All right. Then we're going to take another question from Lone Trooper now and then probably wind ourselves down. Um, what do you think would be the next intelligent species on Earth, and how would they think of us after finding the artifacts of humanity in regards to technology and space travel? After humanity blows itself up, inevitably, and we get in, in, uh, and our planet gets looked over by a star-faring race, it's probably going to be a star-faring race or magical possibly conceived of, uh, one that truly understands what it means to work together in order to overcome any obstacle. I'm talking about dragons with tits, of course. It's Jesus probably going to look over born and be like, oh, okay, these guys know where we're getting at, let's resurrect them from the dead. Then they go and feed a bunch of us, into, they upload our dead brains into computers, and then they get on the virtual and they're like, hey, and then we all be like, holy fuck, can, can we diddle? And they'll be like, hell yeah, we can diddle long-lost alien race. And then the sex things happen, and it's beautiful. That's it. We're done here. That's it. I had enough of your shit, Petricord. Jingle Moss is off. No. <laughs> I, for one, accept our dealing overlords. Jingle Moss is off, he says. And then that one image in plays scale. What you say? <laughs> Oh, that you only meant well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened. Well, I don't think I need to say it out loud, Petricord, that we've had a wonderful cast with you on. Um, oh, my what, gosh. Well, it's... What sort of things uh, can we expect to be coming out of the Petricord account here soon? Um, Obviously, Jinglemas. Um, Jinglemas, for the record, has a system set up uh, called Breezy's. Where basically, if people say that they can't get a fic done on time, uh, for whatever reason, then they volunteer, or at least they open their particular slot up for somebody else to write a story to fill for them. And the Breezy is a volunteer position who will go 
and write a story for somebody on the off chance that they make it. Uh, so that means that I'm excited about writing, writing at least one holiday story uh, over the next few weeks and possibly more after that. Other than that, I've got a, a dozen writing projects in the fryer that I have not touched and really need to start touching up in the future. If someone's genuinely interested in the Mirror's Edge fic, I might put more work on that. And, of course, dragons with breasts. Of course, dragons of with course. breasts. Probably tit-fucking in there as well. You know, <sighs> you have to... Oh, did you like that, Freeze? Did you like that? Or that, you... that wasn't a happy moan. Freeze, <laughs> I, can, I can provide. I don't know why you have to go to Petrichord when I'm right here. Uh, yeah, Enigma, Enigma, Enigma has dragon tits, so you just yeah. go to him for him. Enigma is a dragon that has tits. This is my new canon. Yes. Enigma, ASL. Speaking of ASL, I'm already shit out of luck. Because we're out of time. But thank you so much, Petricord, for, for jumping on. Um, we're still firming up our guest for next week, so I'm not going to give you that sick, sweet uh, sneak preview. But uh, we hope we can see you all guys next week. And thank you so much to CyberDrake for donating 300 bits this cast. I think that uh, that's that's like a, a second place, I think, uh, of all-time donations that we've gotten. And all of that is going to be um, uh, sent to Red Wing Tour Sanctuary. And thank you all so much. Sorry to everyone I'm whose sorry. questions we didn't get to. There was just so many questions this week, and we had such a wonderful conversation. But until next week, uh, your cast members have been Enigmatic Otaku. My dragon tip meter has been filled. Flammenwerfer. A-L-M-A-O. Rob Cakron. Rich, it's D. <laughs> Petricord. Um, the D is between my pants, if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Flutterfreeze. See you next time. Oh, God. Do you know you like it, Floopy? <laughs>